God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. So New York had a an election, and it seems that uh, they ended up with 135,000 votes that they couldn't explain. There were test votes. And so the question is, if they could, if they could have 135,000 vote mistake in just a borough like Brooklyn, then how in the world can we trust our election nationwide with all the election fraud that's been bandied about and talked about uh, where we have the courts, we have the justice system sort of turning a blind eye. The same justice system that we see turn a blind eye with January 6th Capitol, the Capitol event, and the same kind of infrastructure that has the FBI going after Republicans but not Democrats, turning a blind eye to Black Lives Matter Marxists, morons, and Antifa, soy boys and girls. And you get Christopher Ray, you know, up there talking about he doesn't see any issue with election fraud. He doesn't think that Antifa is a terrorist group. But yet somehow they want to make an example of a 69-year-old woman who's being escorted in by the Capitol Police holding the door for her, and somehow she's going to be the one that gets her door broken down and threatened. I don't know what kind of world we're living in in America. It makes it hard to want to defend her. And when we think about all these different historical moments in our country. We're wondering, where, how do we get here and what is there left to defend? And we know that there's just one, one thing that's standing in the way of it, and that is to take it back before it's too late. 
And that's where we are right now. We're at a crossroads in our country. This is not this is not like a debate where I remember listening recently to Kennedy saying the nineteen sixty or the nineteen yeah, the nineteen sixty election was one of the most important elections in the nation's history. And so on and so forth. And they always say that. They always say this is the most uh, important election in our history. But right now, we're, we're not even in election mode. Elections have actually become rigged events. We see it at the smaller local levels now and the state levels. We see all kinds of shenanigans, whether it's Gavin Newsom changing the date of his own recall so that it works out better for him, or whether it's the New York mayor primarial race where they can't explain how 135,000 tests, as if to say that somehow there's a dress rehearsal for elections. What's that? Since when do we rehearse an election? Since when do we have 135,000 test ballots? If it's that complicated, maybe we ought to revisit what we're doing there. Do we really need to do that? And then all of a sudden, whoops, whoopsie-daisy, 135,000 votes get caught up in the main election? Apparently, that election was separated by only like 13,000 votes. It was very uh, close. So the Associated Press writes this. Election officials in New York City have retracted their latest vote totals for the Democratic primary for mayor. They say 135,000 test ballots were inadvertently included in the count. So Eric Adams' lead shrinks in New York City Democratic mayor primary, mayoral primary. So I guess Eric Adams lost most of his lead. Maybe they don't like Eric Adams as much. But here it is. The Democrat primary for mayor of New York City was thrown into a state of confusion Tuesday. Why all the confusion? When election officials retracted their latest report on the vote count after realizing it had been corrupted by test data never cleared from a computer system. The bungle was a black mark on New York City's first mayoral foray into ranked choice voting and seemed to confirm worries that the city's Board of Elections, which is jointly run by Democrats and Republicans, was unprepared to implement the new system. Why are we dealing with these new systems? They're they're worse, aren't they? We never, in my whole life, never had these kinds of election problems. And never has there been oddities. Like at four in the morning, a whole bunch of votes show up to change the outcome of an election. And meanwhile, these middle-of-the-night episodes that have an impact on the outcome of the election are done in the cloak of darkness 
without transparency, without checks and balances. Oh, and they're only done in battleground states because all the other states never had these things happen where it doesn't even matter or doesn't count. None of this is happening. And somehow they expect us to just believe that everything is hunky-dory and that we need to just trust the system. Meanwhile, I mean, it's the same government that manufactures this Russian hoax, the Ukrainian hoax, the impeachment hoax. People like Lindsey Graham get away scot-free without a primary for a for a another Republican to contest him in a red state like South Carolina, where the only real threat to Lindsey Graham would have been a primary, and they nix it. In the name of COVID, we find out that COVID was a big fat lie, that the big tech censors, Facebook, is in bed with the government. They're in bed with the military. They're in bed with, apparently, the justice system because the same judge that was involved in the January 6th um, the same Bozeman is his name. The, the same judges that was involved in the January sixth uh, witch hunt is also was was the deciding factor in the Facebook. There was the recent Facebook decision to suggest that Facebook's not a monopoly. They got a one trillion dollar market share, and somehow they're not a monopoly. They censored me for saying hardly anything just because my Facebook page trends well and I'm, I say things that I shouldn't be saying. Not a curse word. All facts. Total truth. But somehow, the truth is what bothers Facebook the most. And they control everything we do. And so the same powers that be, the same systematic, the same people that hate Trump are the same people that endorse Black Lives Matter Marxists. Antifa is a, is a myth concept. They endorse these things. The same people that coined the phrase Me Too come around and they actually are guilty of the same thing. We're going to try to take a call. I, I don't know what's going to happen here, but let's just see. Um, caller, you're on the air? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm calling from communist California. And I wanted to say one thing. It's getting so bad here. And I'll tell you something. As far as this COVID, when the COVID thing was in its height, I never once, okay, I, I have a pretty big circle of friends. I got a pretty big inner circle of friends, and I know a lot of people from all over the country. Not one time did I meet a person that died from the COVID out of those people that I knew all over the United States, all over my city, anywhere. Not once did I meet someone actually that I knew that died from COVID. However, the vaccine, let me tell you something about the vaccine. So far, since the vaccine has been taking place with people, I've watched two people stick magnets to their shoulder and they stuck. I've known 
one person for sure who, after they took pure healthy person, 60 years old, took the second shot and dropped dead. I know one man, 92 years old, took the shot. He spent three days in the emergency hot. Now, these are people that I know personally. But the COVID people, I never met one person in my entire time that I knew that died. This is why the fraud is being perpetrated on America. We are in such a crisis now. My friend gets on a bus in California. The Nazi mass police harass her to the utmost. It's, It's where we're living in a, it's so short from almost being taken over, this country. And if people don't get off there, you know what? We are in a world of hurt. Yeah, you know, I, I will second that. I don't know anybody, uh, and I know a lot of people, and I don't know one person like that got COVID uh, or or died from COVID or went to the hospital for COVID. I don't know not. I know not one person. I know I don't know one person that that has had this happen. Now I know my my uh I, I think my father mentioned that there was somebody he knew um leonora mentioned somebody that she knew whatever it is but you don't know like i don't know whether the test was a false positive um when they tested positive and i hear these things right so in my outer circle where it's a friend of a friend of a friend you hear these things or you, somebody tells you a story about somebody they knew that died, but I don't know anybody personally. And everybody that seems to be telling me they know somebody that died, they happen to be liberal, you know? And so it's almost like one of these. And then there's the other story about how so many people died of a heart attack or something like that and were declared dead of COVID. So then you hear the story about someone legit that says, you know, I know somebody who died of COVID. Well, yeah, but, but, is that really accurate? Because the hospital made money off of that, you know, made money off of saying that they died of COVID. That's not a myth. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is a fact that hospitals were making more money by declaring that the condition of the treatment was COVID. They were getting more and the death was COVID. So they would make more money off of that. So all I'm saying is take those incentives out of the equation and what are you left with? You know, because that's an inherent bias right there. In, in my opinion and belief, this whole COVID thing, as many other people believe, not, I'm not the only sole, sole person out there thinking this conspiracy theory is because the pure hatred for President Trump to stop this man who was stopping the deep state, this is why it was created. This is what it was. Like you said before, you didn't have all these mandatory things for the swine flu and all these other flu. Never, never in the history of America was a an attempt to go all crazy out on mass vaccines, lock down the country. Never before. But why? Because President Trump was in office and we have to stop him because we hate this man. And this is the only reason we have to stop him because he hates us. We hate, They hate him. And because he was exposing the deep swamp state, the the place that needs to have come in a sanitation uh, a company and clean that place out like it's never been cleaned out before. And he was doing it and they got mad and they wanted to stop their gravy train. And guess what? He's coming back. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. He'll be back. Um, I, uh, I want to thank you for calling in today. And I, you're going to like some of the things I'm going to be playing here in just a second. So uh, thank you for calling. Keep up the fight. All right. Take care. All right. So, um, yeah, we're going to we, we got a couple of other, other things we're going to be playing right right now. Um, but the. Um, so there's a couple of uh, different things that, that, that were going on about China, like China and the Democrat Party have really sort of like they've become one. And, um, you know, I was watching a video of these people getting in front of the camera and then put all putting their masks on at the same time. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm looking for this one article uh, that was the one I wanted to cover. But um, I got a couple of different reference points to this. Uh, so let's just go ahead to that one. Um, first off, let's see. Yeah. All right. So th- th- this is a, this is an article that talks about it's it's from the uh, I think it's from the Federalist, and um, yeah, the Federalist. The entire Democrat Party compromised by China. So is the entire Democratic Party compromised by China? From corporate donors to Biden family investments to a Chinese spy compromising a sensitive intelligence position, the Democrat Party is clearly in bed with America's top adversary. House Democrats shot down a GOP motion earlier this month that sought to bar corporate cooperation with Chinese slave labor. Now, I've been saying this since the beginning, really. I remember about a year ago, I had Heather McDonald on. And uh, she's a woman that I really admire and think is really smart. And the first question, it was probably over a year ago, but the first question I asked her was a question that I had true to my heart. I didn't know the answer to it, I I think, at the time. But I was struggling with this because that was the question I had in my mind. When corporations would endorse Black Lives Matter who was tearing up their stores and setting them ablaze and putting them on fire and talking about extortion plots and ultimatums. If you don't give us what we want, we're going to beat your head in with a stick. You know, that was the brain level that the Black Lives Matter was on. I think that's the brain level that they're still on, really. They're they're absolute morons. They're they're like cave men and women that run the Black Lives Matter. But here's the thing. So I was wondering about it, and I was like, why, why is corporate America constantly going against middle-class Christian values and, 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 and endorsing and adopting this woke corporate wokeism. Is it the bottom line? No, it can't be, because the bulk of our country is still dominating middle class. That's why they're trying to destroy the middle class. How many times have you all heard me say, you can't have socialism if you have a strong, vibrant, working, independent thinking, middle class that dominates the population. The dominating the population is the most important part. If you have 60% foundation to your country that's middle class, it's like having a really great corporation with a really great client base. If you're one of those rich companies that only has two clients 
And when, when one of the clients dies and the other decides to go somewhere else, you're out of water. You're, you're dead, right? You're, you're financially broke. That's not a good, healthy environment. But if you are a, cor- a corporation with thousands of customers uh, that are like paying, you know, not big cash cows, but that's the body of work. That's the foundation of your company. Your value of your company is worth a lot more because you, chances are you're not going to crumble overnight. So the idea is they're trying to destroy the middle class. And from what I understand, COVID impacted negatively the middle class the worst around the world. And again, the rich, they're already rich enough to where they can't be manipulated or controlled or hurt by the big government. And they're not going to donate to the campaigns and they're not going to endorse the media. They're in power. They're in control. They're in control of the media. They're in control of the universities. They're in control of the lobbying groups. They're in control of the politicians with their money, the Soros-backed money, that kind of thing that's driving and influencing the Ocasio-Cortezes of the world that sell out for money every chance that they get. But they, they, they try to say that they want to give to the little people. Ocasio-Cortez couldn't even figure out how to give to her grandmother. Mama, or whatever they, he, she called her. She was in Puerto Rico, and somehow she was starving, living like a pauper. All of a sudden, they were going to put a GoFundMe page. Hey, you're making millions, Ocasio-Cortez. Solve the problem in your own family, and I'll solve the problem in mine. But there were the the attacks on the middle class. The COVID was was definitely an attack on the middle class. What do you think all these government policies, this redistribution of wealth? What do you think it's about? What do you think about the refugee crisis or the open borders? These are basically globalists doing what they do best. They move populations around, and they use them as resources, like cattle, like a farmer herds cattle. Like a farmer herds sheep. Well, the globalists herd people. Like Bill Gates said in the TED conference, in his speech, he said, we want to reduce the population expectation or the projection from 9.9 billion to 6.5 billion. And the way we're going to get there is through abortions, death panels, and vaccines. The same guy that wants 100% consumption of synthetic beef that has meth, uh, formaldehydes in it. Like vaccines have formaldehydes in it. So you put poison in your arm. All of a sudden, people don't live as long or people die off for one reason or another. COVID was great for the globalists because it solved their socialized medicine issue. There was too many, too many elderly people because... They probably got old because the socialized medicine didn't kick in until 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 later. So you had these growing aging populations. You probably won't even have aging populations now that you have social medicine, death panels, synthetic beef, vaccines, and abortions. You may not even have elderly populations anymore. So you... You won't have that problem. But before 
you know, when you implement the socialized medicine, you have this problem where people were living longer. Not so much anymore, maybe. But people were living longer. So what did they do? They, they had this virus that killed everybody off. I don't know. You know, was it was it planned? It feels sort of like it was planned because it was man-made. It, there was a cover-up. And the people that are actually doing the investigation were the people that were financing the gain-of-function research that allowed for this virus to target elderly and to target the middle class financially. And it also helped rig an election because they didn't have the, the numbers in policy. Their policies, they don't even have policies. So all of a sudden, you're dealing with a unrepresented government that obviously does not have the the uh, people people's best interest at heart, which is why every single thing that they do and every single thing that they um, believe in has to be somehow defended with a whole pack of lies. It's it's why they package things up and bundle them in and bury them, like this big infrastructure deal. The infrastructure deal has more to do with uh, climate initiatives and rolling out political agendas to control. See, climate change was the first thing they used to control populations. We want to control how you consume your electricity. We want to control how you cool your house. We want to control how you drive your car. We want to control how you consume energy. And we want to regulate you. We want to tax you. We want to track you. We want all of these things. That was their globalist uh, climate change utopia. They say they're for the developing nations, but everybody knows that these alternative energies are super expensive and that they would crush developing nations completely. And so fossil fuels is still the way to go. You look at gas prices right now. That's a tax. They try to say they're going to help the little people. Biden says he's going to help the middle class and tax the rich. No, no way. No, what's happening is the rich are getting rich off of these new fundamentals in, 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 in the economy. They, that, um, there's a lot more money to be made right now in oil. Profits. But there's a shortage as well. There's a shortage. And, you know, where there's supply and demand, there's profit. Because once the demand goes up for oil, as the shortages go down, it's going to raise the prices and there's going to be more profit. There's ways to to look at that. Several ways to look at that, actually. But the main thing is, is that it's crushing the middle class. It's crushing the middle class with the COVID lockdowns because they're the more services-oriented group. So the biggest unemployment, the biggest job hit, the biggest catastrophic hit regarding jobs and personal wealth impacted the middle class because the lower class had nothing to lose. They're getting more and more off the government dole than they ever did before. The rich are solvent. This doesn't phase them. And they control policy. So 
When you have 60% middle class and you have 20% lower class and 20% upper class to keep it kind of simple, you got to crush that middle class because that middle class tends to vote for Trump. They don't like Nancy Pelosi. They don't like crocodile tears, Chuck Schumer. They don't like rigged elections. They don't like to be told what church they can go to or where they can pray. Like COVID would say, if you're Black Lives Matter, you can burn a building down, hit a cop, and riot in the streets like Bozo the Clowns. But if you want to go and pray on Sunday, forget about it. You're out of luck. And that's why Gavin Newsom is trying to be recalled right now. California got over 2 million votes, but yet somehow now the Democrat legislature and governor want to change the date of the votes so it's more favorable for them. But the whole thing about China and what this article with the Federalist gets into is slave labor profits, slave labor markets. See, the reason why these multinational corporations endorsed Black Lives Matter and social woke programs is because they want to have access to slave labor markets. So they support the liberal socialist uh, communist agenda that's being pretty much and pretty well dictated by the infiltration from China into America, instilling their kind of draconian measures into our government. And already, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said during the G7, I was hearing this word autocracy. And you started to hear this favorable view on it. It's like, well, they have an advantage over us. They have an advantage because the autocracy is advantageous. Really what it is is a dictatorship. They're endorsing that, but they're using different words. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take another caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, this is Anita from Monterey. Oh, hey, Anita. I haven't heard um, from you in a while. I know. Well, I just kind of, the election just, but I've been listening, though, okay? I just want to say Gavin Newsom's going to have a big problem because on the 1st of July, the gas tax goes up here either 50 cents or 75 cents. I've heard both, so I don't know for sure which one, but I think it's 50 cents. I just filled up our vehicle yesterday, okay? It was four four nineteen a gallon, okay. But I bet I shop at Safeway a lot, so I got you know a percentage off. I had a dollar off, so brought down three nineteen. But four nineteen. Then if you add another fifty cents on there, that it's going to be like right at five bucks, probably by the end of July. That's a tax, isn't so, it? So, oh, it's a tax, baby. They tax you. I'm surprised. That when you go, I mean, this sounds gross, but when you go poo, I'm surprised they don't tax you on that. Right. They tax you getting it, and they tax it leaving you. Right. And then you pay and, tolls. I mean, it, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you just flush it, and it, that's what they do with your money anyway. So, yeah. So I think he's going to have a big problem here. And a lot of gas stations right now, at least in this area, are out of gas. Which causes the prices to go up, and exactly is exactly what they're doing. See, you know that's why I believe that the uh, hackers that hacked the Colonial Pipeline and that hacked um, TCB uh, beef distributors, the lar- well, like largest in the world. I, I really think that you know when they were talking about cow flatulence, I laughed. But now you know I'm, <laughs> I in, grew up around cattle. 
I, they, they, you know what? If they didn't put that into the air and put it into the dirt, the dirt wouldn't. If they didn't poo on the dirt, okay, it fertilizes the dirt. Absolutely. I grew up farming. <laughs> I, yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking you grew about. Up, yeah, but yeah. Listen. I mean, that just and as for the oil, well, my granddad was a wildcatter, and I know a lot of people won't know what that is. He was a wildcatter. I grew up around rigs. I grew up around oil. I grew up around cattle. I grew up around horses. I grew up on a ranch. I'm going to tell you right now, those, that pipeline, it has, you can automatically drive out there, turn it off, or turn it on. Right. Yeah. I, I come from a whole family that does welding underwater welding, that, that works on that stuff. Yeah. Whoops. Um, okay, hang on. Hang on. I think we, I think we did something uh, messed up oh, here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, we have so another caller go, that, that was, no, we, that was a farce. Yeah, we have another caller that I'm going to take in just a okay. minute. But um, here's the thing. So you know, I, I really believe that the hackers were green hackers, and I think that this is playing out to actually raise the prices of oil and beef mm-hmm. in order to yeah, drive consumption you know what? down. All they had to do was go out there and turn back on the oil. This That's is a this is do. a strategic coordinated green climate initiative attack on America at a time when we're just getting over the last attack on America, which was COVID. And again, this is being controlled by the globalists, governments, who don't care how many people lose their lives and their livelihood. No. Hey, Anita, I got to take care. You. Thank you. Take care. Take Th- care. Okay? Thank you. Take care. And when I come back, I do want to get your address. Okay. Take okay. Care. All right. I have some. All right. I, I did hear that. She has something she wants to share with us, and I appreciate that, Anita. Um, sorry, we're dealing with this new phone system, and we got another caller. Caller, you're on the air? Yes, hello? Yes, hi. Sorry about the confusion there. No problem. Scott Adams, Cali Homesteader in California here. Wow, a lot of California calls today. Yeah. Um, well, I think California is going to be the one to... Uh, start this overthrow of the deep state but um i got i got something that i want to say real quick um do you follow uh mike adams at all any relation by the way <laughs> no no i have a brother who's named mike adams but it's not the mike adams you're talking about and yeah, yeah the health I, ranger I'm familiar with the mike adams work yeah yeah so i follow mike adams uh a lot because i like i like his aspects on health and everything and he's he's seems pretty honest to me um but uh, yesterday's thing, I, uh, his video yesterday, I don't know if you checked it out, but um, it, I think it's right on. And uh, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen here from him is, uh, you know, that Delta variant's coming out. Yeah. And they're just going to keep on releasing more bioweapons until, until they uh, kill us off or they have us in check. Uh, that You can already see the Delta variant coming out. And, and, and the whole reason is because Trump's coming back. So they got to bring something else out and shut it all down again. And make sure uh, Newsom doesn't have an election to be recalled, and uh, there can't be any audits to uh, bring Trump back. Now that they let the Arizona audit happen, they can't let any more happen. So they're going to shut the country down again with uh, more more bioweapons. I I uh, think you're right uh, to to the degree that the Delta variant is coming out. Uh, you're starting to see the WHO, WHO, mandate masks yep. again. Ramp and, it up. Yep. And uh, that, that I think that's going to play because they need another mail-in. Uh, they need a, another mail-in rigged election uh, because they they don't have enough time to get all their damage done. 
uh, and they want control of the yep. House and Senate. And the 2022 yep. election is right around the corner. And what they're yep. what they're going to try to do is, you know, they're going to try to spring this on you. They want to have it mail in ballot. They want those emergency orders because in many of these states. They're passing new laws that say, you know, mail-in's got to be limited and this and that and the other. But then once you get that emergency executive order from the governor, it trumps all these other things. They haven't really ironed that out yet as to what the governor could be limited to with his emergency powers. And so they want this to be an emerging cyclical thing because it worked out so well for them. And they only need it to work yep. out maybe one, two more elections. Because if Trump gets in, it's going to be the reset again, right? And, exactly. Um, and so what they're and trying they to do that. is make it impossible for the elections to ever be fair again. Oh, yeah. With, like, the infrastructure bill, they're going to put the one-world government in the infra- the uh, climate can change and all right. that. And, uh they are, you know, the, the, the Bill Gates and his, you know, the, like you said earlier, the speech, oh, we can, uh, we can limit population with uh, vaccines and blah, blah, blah. Well, they, they're already starting that same thing um, with the United Nations. They're doing a, a, a food summit thing where they're trying to make the food all globalized in, in one, under one roof. And they're, they're going st- to, they, they, they had that stupid meeting in South Africa and it's the same thing that, that they had that meeting in New York before the COVID came out with all the scientists That's saying, right, oh, yeah. this comes out, blah, blah, blah. Well, they did the same thing just now with the food in the United Nations in Africa. Oh, the food's running out, blah, blah, blah. So now, you know, it's the same thing. Right. Well, hey, thank you for calling in. we got another caller calling in. I want to go ahead and take as many calls and work with the yep. new system. Thank you, Scott. Thank we you. we got to fight against this, though. Absolutely. Take care. All right, so we got Julie, Julie from PA. Welcome to the Scott Hello, Adams Show. Good morning. good morning, Scott. I just wanted to say how nice it was to hear everybody's voice. And it's nice to hear everybody's opinion. You get all the different states giving their voices. It's wonderful. But I, I just wanted to say that we have to, my idea is rely on, on Texas and Florida. And we need to... Uh, file suit for free and fair elections, political persecution, and the, and crimes of humanity against the, uh, the denial of hydroxychloroquine. And we have to, yeah, to have all of their assets seized. And this is they seized all the assets of the people they put in jail on January 6th. It's now time to turn it around and seize their assets, seize all social media assets, all indiv- individuals personally and through through corporations, seize all of their assets, well, and everybody will come together and cheer everybody on to have that done. Yeah, anyway, you know the only head. problem I have with that is when we talk about like war crimes in the Hague, the people at the Hague are globalists themselves. You see what exactly. I mean? And the judges That's appear. Yeah. The judges also are globalists, and the judges that you come to rely on, you can no longer rely on them. And so there's this two standards of justice that makes it almost impossible that even when you win, you, 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 it's, it's rigged from soup to nuts, top to bottom. I mean, there's no reason why, for what's going on in Wisconsin or even Michigan with the, some of the judgments that are going on out there. Or this latest 
um, Bozeman judge in D.C. saying that Facebook doesn't have a monopoly. Uh, he's the same judge that's crucifying January 6th patriots. And, you know, it's just it's such a fix. You know, you take a look at all these different judges and uh, they're just such corrupt individuals. Well, that's why I was thinking if and we can't rely on the Supreme Court for a fair decision at this point. So I was figuring if we took care of these cases in Florida and Texas, we would have a fighting chance. And, and 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 that's just my idea. Right. No, there there is still paths to victory on this. And I just mm-hmm. I just think that we got it. I really believe that AZ audit you know has a lot of it's going to have a big impact on things. But, you know, but we're not getting rid of the problem. Like just, you know, the just in New York, um they had the 135,000 mistake. How do you have a mistake like that? It doesn't make any sense. And these machines and these newer machines, they're so complicated. I mean, you grew up how many have you ever seen as many problems with the election uh data as you've seen in the last 5 years? Does that make any sense to you? I mean, we're supposed to be evolved and have an easier time with elections because of computers. Yet somehow it's gotten to be that there's so much more complexity to an election. We can't know the results for a long time. I mean, let's go back to the 70s and 80s when it was done. I mean, why are we better off then than we were now? are now in terms of counting ones and zeros? Well, all I can say is for Pennsylvania, we didn't have free and fair elections for at least 20 years. And and it started with uh, the second uh, election of Clinton, and then every election after that, I, I detected that they were not correct. And it, so, and it just got worse under Obama. And, and it, it became fever pitch because they didn't have enough votes in t- to steal the election for, from Trump the first time, so they had to make double sure that they were going to win the second time. So uh, Pennsylvania is a mess, and if we can get that audit through, we're good, to, good as good to go. Right. Okay. I want to you because I I know how smart you are, and. Um... I have a question for you. I had, I had this question for Jeff, the truck driver, two days ago. And that is, the votes are anonymous. So if they come up and they have a 300,000 vote disparity to where they have to throw out 300,000 votes, how does that change the outcome of the election in Arizona? I'm still battling with, battling with that question. What's your take on that? Well, I, I wish I had more of, of, of an experience with the election system. I, I can't, since, since I, I'm not, I've never participated in counting the actual votes, I would be the wrong person well, to because answer see, that question. They're counting the same. And it was an excellent, yeah, it's an excellent point that you brought up, but uh, I'm sure that someone involved in the election counting, they can tell you lickety split how they would be able to answer that. Let's hope. And that would be my first yeah, question and, to the uh, people that are doing the count, recount. My first question would be, okay, so if you have 300,000 blank signature envelopes 
and you can't track them to an actual vote, how are you going to change the outcome of the election? You know, because it's only a 10,000 vote disparity. So you got 300,000 fraudulent votes, but the, the, the litigation is going to be debated and they're going to say, well, how do you know those aren't 300,000 of Trump votes? How do you know those 300,000 Biden votes? In my heart of hearts, I know that, that they would probably evolve in for Biden, but yeah. the argument's going to be made the other way around. And so how do you come to a conclusion as to what that 300,000 vote breakdown would have been? And how would that okay. have changed the outcome of that election? Okay, then it comes into the analysis of the paper ballot, and then it, the, whether or not they have folds in them or not, because the people who voted for Trump would have voted folds, yeah. and and the, the way that they transferred the ballots through the computer with Michael Lindell's way that they stole, they did it through uh, swapping the votes from one side to the other, and and or doing percentages. That's a great but, answer. So I like the answer because what you just said is so true. So if they go through and they, well, they can't match up the signature. So the signature part is just going to show that there's fraud. But, uh, and maybe uh, at that point, if there's 300,000, you take it up to the Senate and you decertify, you decertify the election. That would be number one. Number two in, in terms of the votes that didn't have a fold or there was some ambi- big ambiguity or some, some faulty measures That's that were going right. on, those are clearly going to say Biden. You take those and throw them out. You only need 10,000 of, of those, you know. Well, from what I heard, it's close to a million votes they stole from people in Pennsylvania. And I know personally my vote was stolen because I went to show up for, to vote and they told me I, I had requested a ballot and then they gave me this paper ballot and I knew the minute I handed it to her, she tossed it on a pile and I knew my vote was gone because how in the world can you, they keep track of that? And, and she treated it like garbage. So they had this all premeditated where they were going to do it in so many different ways that that they were going to make sure that they won this time. Right. Well, Julie, th- anyway, thank you. So, so- I, I didn't mean to take your time. It's just so nice to hear all the people from different parts of the country. <laughs> and and you know what? The the minute you hear their voices, you perk up. And and I go stand by my statement the other day. If you just would have been able to hear some people that care about you, I think you would have gotten better faster. Thank you. And it's just unfortunate that you had lost that that communication. Yeah, it was. I still don't know where that guy is that runs that service, but I don't know what's going on there. But we had a really great phone system. I loved it. And yeah. this phone system, uh, we're still ironing out some problems. But uh, you, you can hear it like when somebody else calls in, you can hear it ringing in and stuff. And we got to fix all those things. But we will. Well. I had felt that it was perhaps my fault because the last conversation oh, I had, no. we talked about the vaccines. And I thought, oh, my God, no. I, maybe I cursed it. No, and, there, and they are... shut you down because we were t- starting to talk about don't take the virus. Yeah, no, so we, I apologize. We have solutions to this. Thing that I had said. Yeah. No, we have solutions to this problem. It's just we have to implement them. All right? Yeah. All right. No, take... I, I really I, I felt guilty. 
I'm sorry. All right. Don't feel yep. guilty. Take care. All right. Take care. No, I didn't. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. So I got a clip I want to play. And, um, you know, all of this is true. You know, this is the multinational slave labor markets. The same people that tell you, we care about people so much, we're going to give you $15 minimum wage. Yet, we're going to import slave labor markets into our bo- in, inside our borders. Uh, and then we're also going to export, multinational corporations are going to exploit all the slave labor markets in India and China and wherever else, Africa, a lot of places really, you know, but they're getting this slave labor market. They don't care if it's a 12 year old working 18 hours a day. They don't even care. They don't and they won't. I got a really great clip for you today that um, you're going to love. This guy off the charts, man. This guy, absolutely phenomenal. He's a Canadian. And this thing just blew me away. It's like he's listening to our show every day. Well, let's go ahead and take a listen to, um, I don't really have a name. Let's see Let's see if I can get a name. Say, had it, oh yeah, so the, the the um, person said, had a video ever aged so well in modern history? So this guy goes back. He's talking about COVID and this, that, and the other. This guy has a muscle shirt on. It's, uh, he's got the cool shades, you know. He's got like a bit of a mohawk. And uh, he's got his hair dyed bleach blonde, sort of. Kind of a very colorful guy, right? Pretty muscular. And he's talking to one of these reporters out there at one of these um, protests. And here he goes. You're going to love what this guy has to say. don't need a mask. The mask is about compliance because they know Canadians like to do what they're told. So if they tell you you have to wear a mask, next they're going to tell you you have to contact trace. Then they're going to tell you you have to take the vaccine. And because Canadians like to do what they're told, they're hoping that everyone just complies. And then guess what, kids? Once you take your vaccine, like a dumb person that doesn't know any better... They're going to tell you, sorry, the vaccine isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be. So now you still got to wear your mask, still got to get contact trace, still have all the restrictions and social distancing and still take your vaccine. And then what did you get out of all of this? You got a whole year where you weren't allowed to travel. Your business was closed. They took your rights and freedoms. They forced the vaccine on you. And what happened? The same amount of people died. Everything is the exact same. And now they're going to put you back on lockdown and bring it all the way till July of next year so they can do the same thing again. Bring you from July, August, and September, getting you off lockdown, but just to bring you back on lockdown again. If you idiots haven't figured it out yet, it's a perpetual cycle that you never get out of. And it's a way to take your rights, your freedoms, close your business, take your wealth. Why? So you become dependent on government. Why? If you're independent, the government works for you like it's supposed to. If you depend on the government to give you a paycheck to feed your family every month because they closed your business on you, now the government doesn't work for you. The government rules you. So instead of a middle class, we have the government, upper class, and the lower class dependents that rely on the government to survive. In other words, we have a slave class. And that's what they're trying to do. It's that simple. I actually want to play that one more time before we head out of Dodge because was he listening to the Scott Adams show? Is this what the Scott Adams show's all been about for the last years and years? This guy nailed it. He says exactly what I say every day. I can't get over how um, 
how much this guy and me seem to be in sync with each other. But let's take a listen to this one more time. He says it better than I think I've ever said it. Don't need a mask. A mask is about compliance because they know Canadians like to do what they're told. So if they tell you you have to wear a mask, next they're going to tell you you have to contact trace. Then they're going to tell you you have to take the vaccine. And because Canadians like to do what they're told, they're hoping that everyone just complies. And then guess what, kids? Once you take your vaccine, like a dumb person that doesn't know any better, they're going to tell you, sorry, the vaccine isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be. So now you still got to wear your mask, still got to get contact trace, still have all the restrictions and social distancing, and still take your vaccine. And then what did you get out of all of this? You got a whole year where you weren't allowed to travel, your business was closed, they took your rights and freedoms, they forced the vaccine on you, and what happened? The same amount of people died. Everything is the exact same. And now they're going to put you back on lockdown and bring it all the way till July of next year so they can do the same thing again. Bring you from July, August, and September, getting you off lockdown, but just to bring you back on lockdown again. If you idiots haven't figured it out yet, it's a perpetual cycle that you never get out of. And it's a way to take your rights, your freedoms, close your business, take your wealth. Why? So you become dependent on government. Why? If you're independent, the government works for you like it's supposed to. If you depend on the government to give you a paycheck to feed your family every month because they closed your business on you, now the government doesn't work for you. The government rules you. So instead of a middle class, we have the government, upper class, and the lower class dependents that rely on the government to survive. In other words, we have a slave class and that's what they're trying to do it's that simple <laughs> he, he he just summed up the scott adams show in one one and a half minutes uh he's based he's in toronto the only thing i would add to that is this is probably going to be somehow cycled in an election cycle system so this whole delta thing and this control i think is going to probably coordinate with election rigging i think that's the one part he did leave out that i would have added um well that brings us to the end of the scott adams show i want to thank everybody for tuning in today uh it's been great to have the callers back and it's been nice to hear from you all so with that be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast go over and visit magapack.org and buglecall.org uh, we are going to be doing some new things on the websites there. Uh, they're going to be developed now that I'm, you know, back at full strength. Things are going to be really moving at a faster pace. Um, so stay tuned for what's going to go, be going on there. All right. Well, uh, you're listening to Scott Adams Show. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody. From a small town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in D.C. But close enough now to see this mess Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there